This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochrane. Now, don't text the show, please, because we are not live today. I have to admit that. But you can still follow us um, at Frank on the radio, on Twitter and um, what's the other one called? Instagram. Instagram. And or you can email us via the Absolute Radio website. Uh, Thanks for your help. Now, I don't often work with a prompt, but I find as the years (laughs) advance... I'm glad of it. Quite terrifying for me because I'd forgotten the word for Instagram as well. It's, it's, I um, like that. It's I, forgettable. I said it with a, I said it with a slight note of contempt in my voice as well. Like Dad should have been after that Instagram. Well, I thought you left it for a bit, thinking, <laughs> is, "Is he up to something here? Is this some sort of flourish? Is it a comic flourish?" And then it was. It was just. Um, forgetfulness but nevertheless yeah. we were just uh, talking off air there is a, there's a whole world off air which i sometimes think we should have a podcast called uh, the frank skinner show off air which was just the stuff that we uh yeah. talk about i'm, I'm, I'm joking right guys. Doing that. i'm fine with not doing that but as you were yeah, we talked about one called one Absolute again. Filth once. <laughs> do you remember that? Do you remember, do you remember Absolute Filth? The uh, anyway, that's enough of that. Oompa, oompa, that's enough of that in the old bazaar in Cairo. Um, Frank, we, we were could talking. call if we did Frank Skinner off air. Why don't we just call it How to Get Cancelled in Five Minutes? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Um, so. So, um, we were, yes, I was just, Faye, who is the uh, assistant producer on the show, is from, I, I could be doing it wrong here, but I believe that she's from um, Stratford-upon-Avon. Uh, she certainly dwelt there. And um, I was talking about the fact that I knew someone who used to insist on saying Stratford-upon-Avon as a sort of a, well, joke, really, I suppose. Mm. And um, and also there's a part of London called Crouch End, which people used to call Crucial mm-hmm. again. And then uh, Fanny said, one I've never heard, that Stevenage is sometimes known as uh, St. Evanage. Right. And um, I, I think probably wrongly, think tremendous ill of people who say these things. <laughs> But at the same time, I would like to know if there's any more. So if oh, anyone uh, can think of any other... I think you had one, did you? Uh, yeah, I had um, Muesli Hill, which is Muswell Hill, which I think was probably coined at a time when Muesli was considered the height of middle-class elitism uh, to have Muesli. Yeah. Like mobile phone used to be just yuppies. Yes. Yes. And, yes, yes. and my mother would say, I think in an attempt to give, when we lived in an area called Wood Green briefly, my mother referred to it as Foray Vare to make it sound <laughs> um, <laughs> slightly posher. Wow, that is good, yeah. So oh, um, yeah. if you've got any of those, I'd, I'd love to hear them because, um, I don't know, I'm strangely attracted to them and horrified by them at the same time. The way one might look at a, an automobile accident on the motorway. <laughs> Um, <laughs> anyway, it's oh, hello, guys. I we, we obviously we, we can't see each other, but it's it's, hello, it's nice just 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 to hear your uh, just to hear your voices is lovely. And uh, we are um, in where are we? What are we calling current lockdown? Is it still semi, or is it? Oh. Uh, is there another? Is it relaxed lockdown? Yeah, I yeah. think it's gone loosey, it's hasn't some- it? It's loose lockdown, I'm calling it. Would you say we were on the latch? <laughs> loose down. So that's great. We're out of the house, but we haven't. We, we've just put just put the thing in, whatever it is that you do when you stop the door from locking when it shuts. That's that's where I feel we are. Mm-hmm. I've been doing that classic lockdown thing of um, tidying things which I thought I'd never tidy. You know, there's a level of this tidying that you have to do in order to live. And then there's sort of deep, almost structural tidying, which <laughs> is things that don't need, they're not in the way, but you want to tidy them. And I'm on, I'm in a sea of VHSs. Oh. I Video mean, tapes. I have got, I'd say I've got a thousand uh, VHSs. 
Okay. Yeah. Is this and back I'm to looking... the Frank Skinner merchandise? <laughs> no, I'm I'm looking. Rather rude, no, this, Alan. There are all <laughs> sorts. Many of them are um, the great musical films I've noticed. Um, I'm but sure I'm they looking are. for. Well, I'll explain what I'm looking for after. But I honestly, I think I've got about a thousand, and um, I've got plans. Frank Skinner. I was I was talking about VHS. Um, I, actually, what does VHS stand for? Hello. Over to Alan. You're still there, guys. <laughs> um, oh, I'm guessing video. it's something like video home. Screen. Oh, can you believe something. we don't know that between the three of us? It's already um, obsolete and we don't know it. Yeah, yeah but we, we, we lived with it for a long, long time, didn't we? And when mm. the VHS was at the centre of our entertainment universe. Mm. And uh, we never got to find out what it stood for. I got it. If only we were live. Can you imagine the text we'd be getting now? It'd be flooding in. I mean, gutted oh, sure is quite somebody, a strong response. Somebody yeah, I, would be I texting saying that Betamax were technically better. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, that to me is more technical. I'm on a point where I like to think if there's anything I don't know what it means, I always ask people. I can't believe I'll just let VHS slide by all, all those years. So I've got them, and I'm thinking that most of them I'll never play again. One of the reasons being I don't have a uh, a VHS uh, player. And so um, there was a name for that as well, wasn't there? Anyway. Video so VCR. I, mm-hmm. VCR, what did that stand mm. for? Oh, come so, on, I didn't um, VHS. <laughs> Video cassette recorder. Video cassette Yeah, that's recorder, good, Alan. But it, pla- but it played. Good, Alan. Nice so work, anyway, um, one of the things I considered... Now, what do you think of this as a, as a practical possibility? Is unravelling them and and making um, beaded curtains for the poor. That's a good idea. You see, I think... But hear me out. Hear me out. I think in the age of said a word. the... the um, <laughs> The, pan, the global pandemic, one of the things that people talk about as um, uh, in the public enemy um, category is door handles, that they oh, pick yeah. up a great deal of um, bacteria. Mm. And it seems to me a, a reintroduction and a repopularizing of the beaded curtain is imminent. Mm-hmm. And also, I think people would like the idea that they were formerly VHSs. I, I'm operating now from the same school as those people who like the idea that they're buying a clock that used to be a vinyl record. Yes. Oh, I see. You, you know, you know what I mean. Yes. Is it called upcycling? Is it? Yes. Yeah. Lovely, Alan. Thank That's, you. I think of it as a. Overt recycling. <laughs> right. In that well, you sort of very clearly see it. what it used to be. My yeah. concern but about the, v- is good. VH- the VHS ribbons, Frank, I mean, surely the whole point of the beaded curtain was they provided some flair and colour into often an otherwise dull interior scheme. And the mm. sludge brown, dirt grey colouring of the VHS ribbons just makes me feel... Rather depressed. Yeah, but I'm talking about those men in their um, late forties, early fifties, who uh, who wear <laughs> jeans with a striped, <laughs> with a pinstripe jacket. Um, I'm I'm calling it um, Jules Holland Orchestra chic, who want to show that they like music as some sort of are not completely uh, washed up and and worthless. <laughs> And so they like, these are the men that buy the um, upcycled, I'm using the word now, or the overtly recycled vinyl as clocks. And I think the, the VHS curtain would, would, would buy into that. That's, I'm talking about, about men in um, black Doc Martins with jeans <laughs> uh, and, and a shirt and a pinstripe jacket. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. 
Um, I was talking uh, about the concept of uh, what I like to call over-recycling, but which Al tells me is called um, upcycling. Oh, yeah. Can you offer an, an example? I'm thinking of an example now, specifically. Well, there's, um, I, I know an example. There's a, a, a manufacturer of bags that use mm. tarpaulin sheets, like from the side of freight shipping. And, and they sound nice. I've seen that. No, they actually, they are nice. Courier bags. They're cool. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the problem with them is I, um, they're too nice. That's too successful. <laughs> uh, so you know, well, on, you wanted a bad example. On this show. I'll tell you what one is. I, 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 let's make this a, 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 a... I'd like people to maybe tweet or whatever about this. Worst over recycling. <laughs> and I'm thinking I would put the, vi the vinyl record clock, I would put quite high up there. The other one, yeah. what about the uh, Coke can toy car? <gasps> oh, yeah. Yes. When they, oh. you, you know, you are, you know that everything is just, someone is saying, guess what? I know this is not a great toy car because it's sharp on the edges and mm. stuff. <laughs> but if you look not too closely, you'll see that we've actually made this from a Coke can. I'm, yes. So really what we're buying is their idea, not uh, not the product. Does yeah. it have I'm run to another have... one by you, which you might oh. never have come across. The mm. fork bracelet. Oh, There's not a yeah. fork bracelet. Do you know bracelet. that one? Yeah. So forks, as in knife and. Um, mm. Yes. And they're bent around. And what they do, they flare. They flare the prongs into almost like a, a, a chrysanthemum-like um, formation at the end. Uh -huh. And uh, it used to be a thing. Lots of girls used to wear them in Birmingham, I remember, the fork bracelet. I don't know if they're still uh, around. I'd love to know from, uh, from you guys. Was this now. genuine question? Was this Yuri Geller merchandise? No, but that... that <laughs> God, he could have... He, he would have been the Henry Ford yeah. of the yeah. fork bracelet. He could have really just banged on a fortune. They could have brought boxes. They, they could have set up in Sheffield at uh, near a cutlery thing <laughs> and they could have um he could have got a, a job a surreptitiously at a local uh, cutlery factory and then mm. took them in as oh look what these ones have gone these are unusable <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll take i'll take them off your hands if you like take them off your hands and put them on your wrists you know what i'm saying <laughs> so yeah you, you know, i'm surprised yuri didn't think of it there was a, a brief vogue. Do you remember? I think it was in the 80s for the bricks as uh, used in uh, bookcases. You'd have planks of wood and, and bricks. The, the oh. bricks would form the barrier between the, uh, the bookshelves, the planks of wood. No, do you, do you I don't that? remember that. Oh, it was very bachelor well, pad. I don't like to sound very chic, but our uh, kitchen, don't worry. We, have some, <laughs> we have some shelving that's made out of old scaffolding beams. Very chic. Sanded down, no, upcycled, if you will. But is it overt, Risa? Can you see that they yeah. are there, or, is, or yes. is it hidden? I suppose if you squinted, yeah. Hmm. I watched yeah. a documentary last night about the Mona Lisa, and it was suggested, actually it wasn't quite suggested, I arrived at this from my own theorising, that the way he'd used the, the spumato technique on the mouth is that if you squint, the smile broadens and becomes more obvious. And it, oh. it worked. Just squint a little bit and suddenly she's grinning her head off. <laughs> Try it. We've moved on from Bob Ross. <laughs> Here we are. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I, um, I'm wearing shorts. I have worn shorts for the whole of lockdown. And... These ones that I'm wearing have, they are perishing. I don't oh. mean, I, I, I have finished that sentence. <laughs> I'm not going to say they're perishing drafty <laughs> Mr. Obes. I'm not going to say that. They're, they're, you know, people, I'm not sure if this is a thing or not, but one sees people in ripped jeans, obviously, on a, on a regular basis. Yeah. Yes. Um, is ripped shorts a thing? Because these shorts now, one of the rare cases of actually something which is naturally ripping rather than being bought ripped or being ripped for fashion purposes. But is ripped shorts, is that, is that a commonplace also? 
Or have I invented can, something? Can I just check? Are they jean shorts, Frank? No, <laughs> they're, I'm just they're, wondering no. if it's... Is, I'm just Steely. envisaging a sort of incredible You're talking about, talking about cut-offs. <laughs> um, can, uh, can anybody offer an image that gets the image I've got of Frank in <laughs> denim hot pants out of my head? <laughs> no. no, Al, they're I'm going much more hot. gold. They're gold ones, like Kylie Minogue <laughs> wore in... Um, what was that video? Turning around or... Spinning, spinning around, around, yes. yes. Um, uh, yeah. So can a jean short, you're asking... Can a no, it's not a... jeans. They're not jeans. OK, they're, OK, they're, calm they're, down, they're, everyone. They're, uh, We've all had a drink. They're a, they're a sort of combat short. Oh, oh yeah. One could imagine me in the, in the, the, the desert um, in these. But they have... But... Do people bother to rip shorts? Because, you know, they're already sort of... God has ripped them, if you know what I mean. In that the yeah. bottoms are missing. If they've got a combat motif, um, mm-hmm. I imagine they might do that in a sort of Andy McNabb, you know, I'm tough way. But that doesn't strike <laughs> me as your brand, really. So it, I'm afraid it might just look like your your shorts are, are perishing, as you've uh, they said. Are, they are perishing, dear perishing drafties. Uh, um, yes. <laughs> I just wondered, I, I can't think now of seeing anyone in ripped shorts. I think I might have um, started something big. As, yeah. um, I think um, I think Karl Marx um, said. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, Frank, we've had some um, outside world responses, by the way. Uh-huh. In, in relation to place names that are given a sort of comical twist. What, like um, Stratford Duponavon? Correct. Bob Singleton has tweeted us. Where is that? Where is that place? Oh, sorry, I thought he was one. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. Bob says, I say Battersea instead of Battersea. Oh, Oh, Bob. Bob's fun. (laughs) Battersea. Batersia. It's quite nice. I could imagine that as a sort of a country house called Batersia. Yes. Yeah. And we, we also have uh, Tomkin. Okay. These are London so far, but we have got non-London, which we'll, we'll come to presently. But we have Chiswick for Chiswick. Oh, uh, yes. I'm not quite sure what, oh, what that's I meant to like, convey. I don't like and there's... that so much. <laughs> <laughs> but we also no, have um, St. Ockwell for Stockwell. That's from the CMC. Oh. So obviously the ST thing is often uh, turned into a into a saint uh, prefix. Yes. Okay, yes, I'm just working it out in my... Just thinking out loud, guys. Now, don't relax. Everything's <laughs> going to be all right. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. I was reading that... Um, Bookshops are going to be opening this week. Is that? Did you hear that? Oh, lovely! That's exciting. Mm. Yeah, uh, this was what I read, which um, threw me somewhat. Waterstones, obviously one of the uh, the major booksellers in this country, mm-hmm. said that their policy will be once somebody picks up a book to look at it, that no one else will be able to touch that book for seventy two hours. Oh. Is that right? Because, you know, you are liable to leave your terrible slime on it, your killer slime. Um, oh. um, how is that going to uh, work, would you say? Will there be a sort of a sin bin of contamination? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to call it contamination, <laughs> where you put any book that you look at. I just also, don't know how that will affect my perusing. I'm immediately also, worried about some some baddies just walking down the aisles with their hands all over every book and then oh, they've got a shot for yeah, three can, months. Can like I kids say, used to drag a stick down railings, you know that? Exactly. That yes, and also, yeah, doing that with can I say, um, as a published <laughs> author, and you are in this category, Frank Skinner, what we don't well, want is back. rival authors, rival authors going into these bookshops... Um, sabotaging our book sales. Exactly. Intentionally touching them so they get placed in the contaminacia. Well, also, who's going to be watching? Who's um, the, the, the contaminacia monitor? <laughs> who's going to be saying, excuse me, don't put that... Uh, excuse me. Hello? Hello? 
Uh, don't put that yeah. back in the, on the shelf. That goes in the, obviously in the contaminasia. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like the idea I'm that picturing. we would do a text in called "Who's the Contaminasia Monitor?" That would be the most <laughs> real we'd ever done, Frank. But it would. I imagine it's a bit like the. Um, there's a thing called the the pensive in um, in in Harry Potter where you put all your thoughts and it's like a bobbling um, cauldron. I imagine it's a sort of a book version of that with the bacteria sort of uh, on simmer, as it were. It's going to be very uh, complicated, though. I don't know how they, they're going to do it. I wonder if they should. We used to, at school, I remember, used to have to put our books in... Um, we used to have to make covers out of wallpaper oh, that, we, yes. that was left over. Yes. Every home, every home then had wallpaper that was left over. People were the worst calculators of how many rolls required. <laughs> to wallpaper their homes. And yes. so we would um, use the wallpaper to, to cover the books and uh, maybe that, I don't know if that would help or we not. We had that. I had a lot of Laura Ashley floral. Oh, that nice. sounds nice. I'm afraid... Go on, Al. I had that stuff. What's the stuff with the like lumps of paper behind it? Anaglypta. Airtex? <laughs> I think it's wood chip. Oh, oh. Anaglypta is that stuff that looks slightly raised. Oh, the foamy sort stuff. Of paint over. No, not oh, so much pebble foamy. Dash? Pebble dash. It was book. more. Um, it was in relief. It was wallpaper in relief. I'm oh. going to call it that. Hmm. It's a fresco. Fresco wallpaper. <laughs> Just so you know, anyway, someone has been in touch, Frank, and said, "What is the worst example?" We asked, "What is the worst example of an over?" Of overt recycling, we gave the example yeah. of a vinyl clock. I'm afraid Stuart has responded saying, "You're stuck in the 70s. It's all about the CD clocks these days." Oh well, oh. Like, uh, that's fair enough. But surely that is even, in a way, even worse because it lacks <laughs> that sort of classiness that the man with the pinstripe jacket and jeans puts on vinyl. <laughs> It's got nothing going for it at all. <laughs> and also they're screaming out, coasters, coasters, coasters. That's all old yeah. CDs say to me. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. Hello, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Um, you can't text us today because we're not live. I'm, I apologise for that, but it's it's the facts. You can, however, still um, follow us at Frank on the Radio on Twitter and Instagram, or you can uh, email us through the Absolute Radio website. I said through, I meant via. <laughs> but, you know, we're going to really fall out over that? Come on. So, Boys... No. What about this? Uh, we've just had this in and as an example of overt uh, upcycling. This is from Neil Critchley on Twitter, who says the glass window from a washing machine used as a fruit bowl. Oh, that's I've good. I've never seen that. <laughs> I'm very up for that. Is that something that exists or something that he has um, imagined? I, I'm assuming it exists. It. Yeah. Wow. That's, uh, <laughs> no, I've never seen that. <laughs> I find you do you, you do get these things in shops, but they're often there'll be a store when mm. there's someone will have a store where they've thought, I know what I'll do, like yeah. with me with my uh, VHS um, beady curtains. <laughs> I was also wondering if you if you if they could be like place settings, and you know the two holes could have a knife and a fork in each in oh, in yeah. the holes. Mm, just a thought. Well, have you thought of? Um... Pulling out the the sort of ribbon of tape and perhaps going for some kind of novelty wig idea. Oh, I see. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think um, this is the age of the novelty wig. <laughs> <laughs> I um I feel there's something. You know, one could build with them. When I hold them in my hands, I feel I could mm. build with them. They've got a brick-like feeling yeah. and lightweight. You know, Russell Howard's armchair. Oh, on his, yeah. um, oh, on his yeah. news um, programme. I mm. wonder if one could make... Uh, I mean, I could imagine the uh, the Jules Holland band relaxing <laughs> in VHS armchairs. Oh, man, they love that in the dressing room. Of course. I find Perhaps the tyre... Even... Sorry, Frank. No, I was I just think, go on, so carry we, on. We haven't um, raised the tyre. 
the tire is a big um, overt upcycling element. I've seen it because that can be used as a sort of plant pot, can't it? External plant pot. And oh. the crock, the crock is often used as a sort of wall hanger for plants. Is that is right? it? Yes. With the tyre, I thought you meant as a chimpanzee uh, <laughs> entertainment centre. Um, I, think... I, I hadn't seen it used in gardens. I oh, think I gardening have. is where a lot of this upcycling happens. In fact, uh, just a week or so ago, I, I was uh, recruited by my wife to carry a Belfast sink across the street from a neighbour so that we could use it as a flower bed. Mm. Heavy. Yeah, I saw someone growing gladioli in a um, deceased Labrador carcass. Fine. <laughs> no, I didn't. I made, I made that up. What's I, I don't wrong know. with you? I just think you could imagine, sort of, you know, it's making its own compost. But I don't know, maybe you're wrong. Wouldn't that be lovely? Because when you wore no. those blooms in your lapel, you've got your pet, you know, some, yeah. some of... Oh, my God. Yeah. Gone but not forgotten. Exactly, gone and still worn. Um, yeah, I think I've told you many times that my dad buried uh, our dog died of Staffordshire Bull Terrier, and the dad, my dad, buried it under the apple tree in our garden, and said that um, he was always told as a young uh, child that if you bury a dead dog under an apple tree, it improves the flavour of the fruit. He was full of wisdom, wasn't he? He was. He yeah. had. Uh, he knew many, many um, wrong things with tremendous <laughs> conviction. Salt in the eye. Yeah. Well, that worked, I think. But uh, yeah, the dog. The dog went under there, and I remember that my dad found a piece of. I suppose it was driftwood. If if that. Um, if you can have still, driftwood. Still persisting on with land. this one. Yeah, and what he did is he. It looked, in profile, it looked a bit like the dog, or the head of it did. Oh, so yeah. he put that where the, as a sort of a uh, headstone for the dog, and he actually put, um, Shep, it was called, he put Shep's collar on it where, where the neck um, would have been. And mm. so we had a sort of a wooden um, modern art representation of the deceased um, as a headstone. Meanwhile, he was underground... Um, Working on the apples. <laughs> God. See, recycling at its most overt, I think you'll agree. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So we haven't, uh, we haven't really spoke of the week's activities. What's going on? Well, um, one of the stories that's been in the news this week is uh, is Prince Philip's birthday celebration. Oh yes, and when I say 99. celebrations, apparently he doesn't want a big deal. He wants a like quite a a kind of quiet affair. Mm. I suppose if you're a member of the royal family, having a non-formal meal would be like a party for the rest. Yeah. Of us. Mm. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's well, 99 now. 99. Yeah. So I think he's he's waiting till next year because when he turns 100, he gets a, a letter from the Queen or a telegram or something. So yeah, what well, 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 yeah. that be? You know, I was, I, I'm sure I've talked, I was horrified to discover that um, the Queen no longer signs those cards. Is that right? That really? people get on their 100th birthday. They're sort of just printed with a signature on. Oh, spoils no, it. No, this is, I, I, I presume, a combination of her getting old and being less inclined to sit signing things and also maybe more people making it to 100. But even so, it's not that many, is it, to sign? <clears throat> I think if you live to 100, I bet Philip gets, uh, gets the proper handwritten thing. He's yeah. probably going to get one even on his 99th birthday, not even the 100th, isn't he? Well, I suppose he gets one every birthday, come to think of it. <laughs> um, he, uh... Does he get one like the card Alan Sugar gave his wife, which what said, um, with best wishes, a um, AMS, I believe. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I, um, I saw his Rolls Royce once in a street with the AMS one on it. Oh, anyway, um, night. When you're 99, do you think it's like when you're a batsman on 99 that you start treading more 
carefully, oh, not wanting yeah. to miss out on the ton. Yeah. I wonder if he's going to have a real year where he's going to be treated like a cut glass decanter <laughs> um, with, with, the, with his eyes on the prize of uh, three figures. Well, to be fair, I think pe- people have always trod rather carefully around him. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he's someone I'd be slightly wary of um, offending or upsetting in any case. Apparently he celebrated with a family Zoom chat. So yes, he's, he's good on the technology, isn't he? It's oh, unlikely what? that, isn't it? I suppose it's because an ex-military guy. It was well, all done in Morse code. <laughs> <laughs> we could have, Frank, we already have the expression on this show, still alive at 95, don't we? Or 85, yes. I believe. So we could do still yeah. online at 99. That's what yeah, I think. Very, very good. Yeah. Actually, there's one obvious treat, isn't there, for his party? Well, I don't know for if we can discuss that. For his 99th birthday. Oh, OK. No, but I don't think he does that anymore. <laughs> I think it's, uh, he could have, um, no, but you could get him a 99. Surely somebody oh. in the royal household would have had the idea of getting him a 99. That oh. is a good idea. You know and what also it's a nice soft food, isn't it? Yeah, I've got nice it, Frank. Soft. A bit of upcycling, over upcycling. Get the 99 symbol from one of the ice cream vans as a lamp. That would look lovely. Oh, oh. man, he'd love, he'd love. Oh, of course, that's classic over recycling is the yeah. wine bottle um, <laughs> with candle wax on it, lamp. Very good. Oh, yes. Yeah. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I, um, I went to a, an ice cream van once. I said, do you go to an ice cream van? What do you do? Do you attend an ice cream van? Approach. Anyway. I approached an ice cream van and uh, there was a, sign, a handwritten biro sign. Oh, on cardboard. Um, that said, um, in, it stuck to the thing that said, um, ice cream cone with inserted chocolate flake bar. Oh. And then whatever the price was. Mm-hmm. And I said, is that like a 99? He said, yeah, but I, I do them myself. And... Um, I, I was threatened by the, the 99 people that I couldn't use the phrase. Nine, I said, Wait, what? And he said, yeah, we were told that it does like a copyright thing on it. So I have to... Really? Yeah, so he sort of spoilt the 99 by sort of, you know, it's, it was like when you see a magician, you don't know how it's done. Yeah. Well, he basically broke, he'd broken it down to its... Um, its ingredients, but when I'm I've eating a 99, re- I don't like to think about a legal wrangle. It's just one no, of the things. No, no. But there was, wasn't the famous thing, I think, in Glasgow, I'm going now to Alan, our Scottish correspondent, <laughs> wasn't that famous for ice cream wars at some yes. point when there was lots of arguments about who parked their van where and stuff like that? Oh, yeah, that I think right? they got very violent. I think they did get, as I said, they were in Glasgow. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, and I think there was crushed nuts, I think, was uh, one of the options. <laughs> but, um Yeah, so, so obviously there's a whole bobbling underworld, um, not, uh, not unlike the opening of Blue Velvet, where the man is, you get an idyllic scene of a man mowing his lawn and then he has a heart attack and as he drops in the undergrowth of the grass, there's all these insects fighting and killing each other and stuff underneath the personal scene. It's kind of what the ice cream wars were like, I think. Lovely. Can I tell you both something? Mm. I don't trust people. That's it. No, I don't trust people. What should we talk about next? (laughs) Who Enough about me. um, Who approach ice cream vans and buy anything other than what I'm going to call a live ice cream. You know, an ice cream prepared on the spot. You go for a 99. You go, you know, that's part of the joy is seeing the machine come down. Um, What I hate is when people say, oh, we'll have a strawberry maybe or something, a split, strawberry split. And then they just get the wrapper, Cornish maybe. I mean, that just to me, I just think that person's a bit unimaginative and I don't want them in my friendship. I just assume that they're germaphobes and they want something with a wrapper on it because they don't know where the ice cream person is washing their hands. (laughs) No, and we don't know how how long that ice cream's been in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's part of the thrill. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. 
It's there was the, a the great irony. Do you remember Sky Ray? Do you remember Sky Ray? That was like a sort of a rocket ship ice lolly. No, I did like those. Know. It really made me feel like I was living in the space age. <laughs> Sorry, carry on now. There was a great irony on the Daily Mail website this week because they, um, they celebrated Prince Philip's 99th birthday by having an article up called 99 Prince Philip Facts. And, oh, yeah. uh, and it said at the bottom, the comments below have not been moderated, which I thought, <laughs> that seems right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why break the habit of a lifetime? Exactly. Oh, is it, did it then say it's what he would have wanted? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. We were um, discussing the fact that uh, the Duke of Edinburgh was 99 this week. Yeah. Can I ask you, do you buy into the theory? I, you must have heard this theory. It was oft mooted about the Queen Mother. The reason um, she lived to such uh, a great age was that, the, I'm calling it the drafty castles theory, that she grew <laughs> up in a lot of cold, drafty castles and that toughened her up. Oh. Oh, really? I've like never heard of this theory. Of the Spartan sleeping on the step outside. Yes. It was that kind of, I mean, I, I, mean, I grew up in... Uh, council house where we used to get ice on the inside of our bedroom windows in the winter. Mm. Um, so, what what age should I be looking forward to based on <laughs> this? One hundred and fifty. I don't think it was hard living. Was it the, the tough conditions she had to put up with? Um, I don't know. I, I could be wrong, but it's. I've. It was. It was often. If anyone out there um, in who works in. Uh, uh, what what um, area of science would that be? The study of the elderly. Ooh. Oh, thanks for that. Um, we don't know. Uh, I'll put that on the VHS list. Um, <laughs> let, let let us know if there could possibly be any truth in that, because, like I say, although you two are clearly confused, it, I've heard it said a lot. Um, I'm sorry yeah. to stand up for us. This this sudden VHS <laughs> list, which is random yeah. questions you fire at us, which you personally don't know the answer to. I'm not mm. having it. Thank I don't you. know. Well, I'm on it. I'm on the list. <laughs> okay, good. Okay. Uh, okay. As long I'll as we're all on it, the list. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I looked at the 99 facts about um, the Duke of Edinburgh. One of them was that he loves Mary Berry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Apparently. They stick yeah. together that lot. <laughs> <laughs> that lot? What, the elderly? Yeah. <laughs> the frighteningly elderly. Yeah. There's the elderly and then there's a whole... All different branch, an underground branch of the elderly, where they, um, yeah, they're, they're much they're older than anyone else. Well, one of my favourite items on that list, um, entitled "99 Things You Didn't Know About Prince Philip," was um, it, it said that he once operated a bulldozer whilst digging out a water garden at Balmoral. And I have mm. to say, if there's something which I would call the thing I can most imagine Prince Philip doing, <laughs> it would be soaring around. It would be like manically in a bulldozer, like decimating rose bushes. <laughs> and I can imagine like animals and children just like lying strewn in the path and him saying, well, and him, and him their eyes swearing, open. him really <laughs> swearing in a bosh accent. <laughs> I mean, like really wildly. Yeah, another, also, another fact. funny things. There's funny things no, he, in there. Yeah. He did say he's, funny He's got things. material out. He really does, though. He, he met some uh, females in a hospital and they were a, he asked them how old they were and one of them said, I'm 104 and my friend is 101. And he said, I don't believe you. Women always take 10 years off. <laughs> That's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, that is good stuff. There was that's, a that's few not a really million good, miles uh, from, like, you know when comedians say to an audience member, oh, um, how old are you? Oh, it'd be rude to ask that. What do you weigh? You know, it's like it's very close to that sort of joke. No, mm. it's interesting because the young royals are completely joke-free zones, I would say. I've never yeah. heard of Harry, Wills, any of their partners or any of the, um, you know, the uh, Eugenies. I've never, ever heard of anything accredited to them which was comical in any way whatsoever. Uh, there you go. 
that's them. That's them summed up in essence. And you can imagine how much that fact increases my respect for them as people. <laughs> Um, on the new series, which we're now running, um, uh, 99 Things About um, <laughs> the Duke of Edinburgh, one oh, yeah. of the ones that I saw, it was in, was it the mail it was in? To be I fair, think so. I, give I think a couple credit. of the papers did it, but yeah, the mail did one of them. They had the idea. Um, uh, we decided, we had a meeting, um, me, Al and Emily, and decided to wait for the big hundred. And now I think we've been slightly under undercut. Mm. Mm. I made a mistake there. Yeah. Um, we didn't really, but anyway, got a, um, he was mentioned in dispatches, which I always like, which I think yeah. often entails a medal. Um, he was in a battle um, when he was on a Royal Navy ship, and what he did was he operated the searchlights. Wow! So it was like a boom operator, and uh, not boom operator. What do they call the guy who's on the on the spotlight? Oh, no, oh, the spot. VHS yeah, follow list. spot. He the basically follow did follow guy. spot. And it, it, I had a theory. Now, what, see what you think about this. Hitler. Oh, yeah. Um, Seriously? Hitler, he um, was very successful orator, public orator, and mm-hmm. uh, was, was very good live, apparently. <laughs> and I, I suspect that Hitler would not, have risen to such power if at that time they'd already invented the laser keyring. Oh, yeah. Where you can shine oh, a red yeah. dot on mm-hmm. somebody. Because yes. I think if you watch any um, Hitler speech, they, they turn up on, uh, on telly now and again, um, that... If you imagine that with a red light dancing around on him, I think it undermines his authority tremendously. Yes. And it's little things like that that change history. That's my view. I'd like to get your views, boys, on the role of the royal correspondent, which always strikes me as quite an odd sort of vocation, really. Yeah, because some well, of when, the I insights... hear, when I hear the phrase royal <laughs> correspondent, I reach for my revolver. <laughs> um, who okay. would want to, who, how, at what point in your career do you think I know what I'd like to be? A royal correspondent. Mm. It's well, like a not, it's not a journalist, is it? You wouldn't call that journalism no. as such. No. It's a really weird... I've talked about the way they taught. There was one interview on the telly who, who everything was, yes, well, of course, Her Majesty mm-hmm. and well, Glory. Well, thank- and you think, sure, relax. Well, your hands Sorry. might be loitering near the uh, revolver cabinet because um, one of the royal correspondents, they were asked to give a comment on you know, Prince Philip reaching 99 and the quote was that went thus: "Given the panorama of experience they they share, their interest in their children, grandchildren, and great grandchildren, I'm sure talking to them on the phone on video calls is a pleasure they share." <laughs> I mean, what 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 insight has that given us? It's rubbish. They like yeah, their children. Yeah, and also, uh, do they talk like that all <laughs> the? No. <laughs> the that's what worries me about, about royal car- correspondence is that that's it that's how they talk there's nothing else left in there they are they ought to, if i met a royal correspondent i would be astonished if they were in color they really feel like they should be in black and white and slightly sort of uh Scratchy, you know, scratchy film. They are so... Hello, this is the BBC in London. (laughs) (laughs) If you dated one, do you think during an intimate moment he would say to me, given the panorama of experience we are currently sharing? (laughs) Because I'm not into that. I think that's... uh... I think that's more than more than likely. I'm really so disappointed. I would. I thought this whole thing was building towards when I dated a royal correspondent and you have let me down. Most terribly. I snogged Jenny Bond once, but it was it was drink. 
Hello, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Uh, don't text the show, we're not live. Um, sorry about that, but don't. Uh, however, you can follow us at Frank on the radio on uh, Twitter and Instagram or email us via the Absolute Radio website. Um, we've been t- discussing a few things. Um, I, we, we, um, we, were, we put some stuff out there about the uh, Stratford Uponavon phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Of, yes. um, I want to call it the uh, grandiose pronunci- pronunciation of the mundane. Let's call it that. Oh, very mm. good. Well, we've got GPMs. we've had all sorts of uh, responses. <laughs> Firstly, just some responses, Frank, actually, to the uh, overt upcycling we're calling it, aren't we? Overt recycling. I see what recycling. you've combined too. Overt recycling and upcycling. Oh, yes. I don't know. I'd, I'm taking Alan's word for the upcycling. It sounds yeah. much trendier. I John just like Hol- saying overt. John Holcroft Illustrator, uh, who's on Twitter, he mm. suggested an old car wheel turned into a plant pot by slitting the tyre through the middle circumference and turning one side inside out, which formed the base. Wow. We also have that from Susie C using pennies as flooring. gravity. <laughs> oh, yes. We, I think we once talked about pennies as flooring on here. Oh. A bloke had done his garage floor. That's right. Oh, OK. With, um, Alex with Sugden, two, two pence pieces. Alex Sugden has orange peel ashtrays. I think that's just for a student, possibly. That, um, yeah, that is. I've used that as a temporary <laughs> thing, but I don't know how long it lasts. Well, they dry beautifully. <laughs> In your case, Frank, yeah. what was that, 1981 through four or something? Um, Laura yeah, Gladwin... Like has uh, dictaphone cassettes, you know, the little cassettes you get, um, as earrings. Mm. Okay. Now that is something. They sound trendy, though. (laughs) Yeah, well, they've got... I think most people wouldn't know what they were, would they? What I like about them is they may contain her speech if she'd made them herself. Yes. I'd want to play them. I remember, I think Mick Jagger said that in a, 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 a ribald party one night <laughs> that he had one of his country homes that uh-huh. they took down. I think it was, um, I think it was the Beggar's Banquet um, album. I think, I think it was Beggar's Banquet. Anyway, yeah, they had a gold record for it, and they decided to play it. So they 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 took the frame off and took it out of the glass, and mm. it was. Um, Body Holly's greatest hits. <laughs> oh. So uh, it seems that when you get your gold record, it's whatever records they've got lying about. It's not necessarily that that record. Um, but it would if um, if she what, sorry, what was the lady's name? Who the the, the lady the who talked about the uh, dictaphone earrings is called Laura Gladwin. Laura, if Laura's using her own, making her own stuff, then it'll be Laura's words. And um, it's, it's quite nice, I think, um, always to have your own words in quite mm. close proximity to your ears. Mm. That would be my view. Um, Frank, you've I also like been talking... Sorry, you've also been talking about, uh, you mentioned earlier, the comical names, nicknames for places. GPMs. And... <laughs> David Sterling. Grandiose pronunciations of the mundane. Oh, that's the one. You've nailed it. Yeah. Well, what I like about you nailing it in that fashion is it also incorporates restaurants. We're going wider now. So David Stelling has reminded us that the Italian-owned theme pub um, he refers to as All Baroni, which is All Bar One, was um, regularly oh, called that. Oh. Which is an attempt yes. to make it sound grandiose. We're meeting at All Baroni. Do you see? Mm-hmm. Uh, and oh, Martin good. G I has never heard that one before. Snore bands for St Albans, which is you know rather rude. <laughs> snore snore bands. Yes. Is that what it was? From the mm. same um, caption making <laughs> school as a newspaper, not a snooze <laughs> paper. Remember that? <laughs> so one of the great advertising slogans of the I would say seventies, should we say? Yeah. I think it was the Daily Mail. <laughs> Can you believe that that caught on was seen as an act of genius? A newspaper, not a snooze paper. From a time when people, men, the men of the house, traditionally slept with a newspaper over their face to block out light. 
I suppose it had uh, it, it it had more of a, a more of a um, direct reference than it does now. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Going back to the uh, the Duke of uh, Edinburgh, the D of E. Um, it said in the uh, in the article I read that um, the Queen and the Duke of Edinburgh have spent uh, the whole of lockdown at Windsor Castle. Mm. Yeah. Now, as I recall, was there not a ban on going to your second home for lockdown? Oh. I'm not I don't see them that... uh, being pursued in a la <laughs> Cummings. <laughs> <laughs> Cummings I'm not and Chile. Sure that they're meant to meant to follow the same rules as the rest of us. I don't think. Well, that's that, quite it's that the kind of talk. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's given them. Um, I was. I, I, you'd think they'd be safe enough at Buckingham Palace, wouldn't you? You would. Mm. I mean, especially as the crowds have been very down over the last three months. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed anyway. Um. So there was that, and mm. then there was a very bizarre. In one, I don't know if you saw this in one of the papers, it suggested that a picture of the Duke and the Queen. You know that the royal family have a sort of a photo took for a special occasion. Yeah. Yes. So yes. it's a, so they've done a ninety ninth birthday um, picture, and it was. Uh, the Duke of Edinburgh and Her Majesty the Queen standing in the quadrangle at Windsor Castle, which you'd think would be easy enough to organise. And um, it's been treated by people. There's been lots of talk about how it's a fake picture with lots of... um, Photoshop. It's been given the sort of moon landing uh, treatment. I don't, yes. I don't know if it's a, a quiet time for conspiracy theorists. You wouldn't think so I, I wouldn't at the have moment. That, no. <laughs> but um, they've have you really seen the gone to town. It's a very standard picture, isn't it, of the Queen and Prince Philip standing in front of Windsor That's Castle. That's what it looks like to me, but... Some are saying the backdrop looked overexposed and that the royals looked more shadowy. Um, well... <laughs> the camera cannot lie. What if uh, there are, there's a there silhouette that... it's at one side, which is Prince Andrew? There are some roles that do look more shadowy. Yeah. Some, <laughs> some have been uh, photoshopped out altogether of the exactly. uh, portraits. I want, yeah, it, it, but they've made an enormous thing. One of the things is that, uh, for, by the way, wouldn't it have been brilliant... <laughs> if uh, they'd had a picture, a photograph of the of the Duke of Edinburgh and the Queen, and the caption had been, "I've got ninety nine problems." <laughs> dot dot dot. <laughs> oh God, um, that would have been good. But, I think he would um, have liked that. I mean, they go on and on. There's something wrong with the Queen's hands. That they, uh, yes. that it's been altered in Photoshop and all that. But sort why of stuff. would anyone Photoshop the Queen's hands? Well, and that's also, what I it's thought a bit, was odd. It's a bit insensitive. I mean, even my own hands now, but certainly the the hands of the very elderly never look <laughs> quite like they're from human species. I mean, you know, it's, they they are off. They look quite a bit different. Maybe don't that's bring it why up. they've had to Photoshop the hands because of all the hand washing from the COVID. Perhaps they haven't Photoshopped. What's she going to say? Can you help a girl out with some filter action? They don't yeah. know about Photoshop. Besides, they've probably um, they've ripened. Years of being in gloves in complete darkness. They've <laughs> ripened into some <laughs> sort of uh, dark horror. <laughs> Um, we were uh, discussing uh, this mysterious photograph of the Queen <laughs> and the Duke of Edinburgh, which has been seized on by mm. uh, uh, conspiracy theorists because it, it includes Photoshop, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Do you have any theories? I mean, no one, they're going on about the Queen's hands looking like they've been put on. No one's mentioned that uh, the Duke, someone seems to have put Darth Maul's head <laughs> on, the, on the Duke of Edinburgh. And that's yeah. gone unnoticed. They could have put All some the discussion. Kind of lightness filter across his face, couldn't they? <laughs> exactly. But the Queen's hands, which is a lovely pub, I must say. Um, yeah. You never get the Queen's hands, do you? You get, they get their head. No. And oh, yeah, that's that. true. Arms. Do you, you get any other body arms. parts? <clears throat> no, not no, the Queen's you don't feet. Get, no, the Queen's, you don't know. But no. the arms I've seen, I, th- I think the Queen's arms you can have. Can't you spent the night in the Queen's yeah. arms. Uh-huh. Oh, lovely. Yeah, it's um, it must my be song, in... actually. Sorry, carry on. It must be strange for Prince Philip to be in a story that includes Photoshop when he's 99, because presumably he's been in pictures going right back to pretty, okay, everyone. pretty basic cameras. <laughs> well, there was, there was a time when an event like this would have an oil painting, wouldn't yeah. it, that yes. accompanied did, did, oh, talking of which, did you read in the 99 um, facts, as opposed to problems, uh, an art expert said he uh, Philip is a keen oil painter. Yes. And yes. the review of his work I enjoyed enormously because, again, that's so Prince Philip. He said, it's exactly what you would expect. Totally direct. No hanging about. Love I it. mean, yes. it's a review, but if that was of my art, I, I think I'd feel a bit disappointed exactly i'm not i'm not rushing well, i didn't i didn't google image his art after that there's arguably just an even, even less kind of even less kind review of uh, of prince philip in there because it said that the historian david starkey describes him as hrh victor meldrew mm. and what, then, one foot in the grave <laughs> I think he probably means like he's a, you know like a grumpy old man. But I thought, oh, I see. glass houses, glass houses. David Starkey, he's got. I think it. Yeah, I think he's. It means that um, that Dachshund handset that he's got at uh, Windsor Castle that he uses. It's. Uh, I don't know. It's. It's difficult. I, but my my son this week, out of the blue, just we weren't even talking about the Queen or anything. He just said, "You never see the Queen in leggings, do you?" It's a and great thought, observation. It's, it's true, but yeah. um, no, you, you you can't build an act on that. I thought. <laughs> But as you say, I was surprised they had funny jokes. And I mean, funny jokes that were non-offensive, funny jokes from, um, the, to anyone, I think, Duke of Edinburgh. And they were properly, uh, properly good gags. So, you know. mm. the, uh, it's different, isn't it? Because the, the modern, like, if I may call them Megri and Katium, the, uh, yeah. the, the, you know, the, those two couples, there seems to be a battle now between them, um, a sort of, global battle to see who cares the most about contemporary social issues and it reminds me it really took me back the uh, Geldof Bono most compassionate Irishman wars of the uh, <laughs> of the early 2000s when they were I mean it was a fiercely content made the Glasgow ice cream wars look like a walk in the park I care more than you do. It was uh, like, that was an Irish accent. It was Scottish. I can't remember who got involved. Maybe the mid you or again sticking his nose in where it's uh, where it's. Well, it may it may be wanted, but it was uh, often snobbed. Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Um. So again, my mind wanders to the outside world and what what glories might have been uh, incoming this week. Well. We've um, we've had some missives in from things that we discussed last week, uh, and one that I'd like to bring to your attention was we were discussing uh, mnemonics, and you brought mm. up the thirty days because you were caught on the hop by the thirty uh, first of May, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, um, which um, it's it's not foolproof. The uh, thirty the uh, thirty days at September because the April, June, and November, I think it is. That mm. It's easy to get April, May, and November and stuff in there. You know, well, had, it needs to rhyme. People, these things. We've had many people suggesting good mnemonics, but uh, I'm not as attracted to that as I am to Rob Doyle's message saying, "Can I submit something worse than thirty days?" 
and mm. he suggests remember remember the 5th of November loads of room to get the number and the month wrong yes. remember remember the 6th of December anyone <laughs> yeah exactly oh, yeah Rob. there is there's so much scope yeah. I mean also where does how does it continue um Gunpowder, treason and plot. I see no reason why gunpowder, gun treason should ever be forgot. Mm. Well, <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'd give you one big reason, but never mind. Um, oh, I did wonder uh, yeah. if you were going to be triggered Al, Why by did this you bit? bring up the 5th of November? I mean, <laughs> come on. We know what we're dealing I, with here. Don't even start me on the people of Lewis. In, okay. <laughs> in Sussex. Anyway. It's nice knowing you guys. Um, we've had to, we've had a few actually. We've had uh, two three zero, who says Frank on the London knowledge. It's all little grows quickly for the theatres on Shaftesbury Avenue, which is the Apollo, the Lyric, the Gilgood, and the Queen's theatres. That's from Ray the Cabby, who I believe oh. uh, might be regular. So yeah. Good way to remember. What is that. it? What what's what's the mnemonic again? It's some um, all little, not Ralph Little. All little yeah. grows quickly, and that's Apollo lyric, Gilgood and Queens. There you go. I remember nice you remember. telling me. A, you told me a very helpful mnemonic for remembering. Yes, um, I'm afraid we can't, it's, we can't do that. We, no, we it's very rude. <laughs> yes. No, we won't, we won't do that. I tell you what I would like <laughs> in an ideal world if somebody can can construct a mnemonic. By the way, if you're if you're new to the show and and new in some ways to the um, outskirts of the English language. A mnemonic is uh, is a, a something that a rhyme or whatever that help anything that helps you to remember something. What I would I wonder if any of our um, readers could use um, Nimone the uh, I don't know if she's still at Radio One. Do you remember there's a Radio One DJ called Nimone? Yes. Mm. I thought it'd be very good if Nimone, which I think is I think is I N M O N E. Mm. Um, it's it's like you know. It's like Nina Simone has been conflated into Nimone. <laughs> um, I wondered if that... Wouldn't it be great to have a mnemonic based on Nimone's name because she's moving towards mnemonic as an actual title? Those are the sort of things I think. Well, Peter Howell has suggested memory needs every method of nurturing its capacity as a, as a mnemonic for spelling mnemonic. Wow, <laughs> I've forgotten it already, Peter. Are you still there? God, I thought I thought the pneumon mnemonic was basically turning the whole thing inside out, but this one, I think we now are just a tiny dot in the centre of the screen. But having said that, of course, I'm loving it. Boys, before we go, I'd like to ask you, uh, it's sort of a male etiquette question, really, where you stand on this. I went to my best friend Jane, it was her birthday this week, and she had a very responsible birthday celebration with just sort of, you know, key family members, the bubble, as I believe they're calling it. Mm. And um, David Badil was there with his partner, Morwenna Banks, and they were kept at arm's length. No offence, but that's the way it has to be right now, as we all know. Yeah. We watched a film which was lovely in the garden, all spaced out. We watched Spirited Away, which is a charming, beautiful oh, film. Nice. I don't Very know if you should have admitted that you were all spaced out. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be accused of that I right mean, now. Than we, know what show, we know what showbiz parties are like, but I don't think you have to rub our noses. <laughs> Can I say that was not the case? We it was very atmospheric, Frank. We had our own blankets. We had a lovely fire. It was it was lovely, beautiful animated film. Suddenly, it's a I lovely film. This... Can I just say before we go on to that, uh, Jonathan mm. Ross uh, sent me uh, those Studio Ghibli um, mm. that make Spirited Away. Spirited Away was their moment when they sort of went a bit more um, pop mainstream. But yeah. there's one called, uh, I think it's called My Neighbour Totoro, My Brother Totoro. Oh, yes, oh, yes. That's right, that's right, yeah. Which I think is really sensational. I would recommend that Isn't to anyone. Oh. Sorry, please carry on. No, that'll be my next. Well, so as you can imagine, I'm painting the scene here. It was, the whole thing was so atmospheric and absolutely, I mean, there were we had little jars with little fairy lights in them glowing. Then, I suddenly hear this voice, David Badil, I need the toilet. 
<laughs> okay. Excuse me, everyone. And he goes over to the bushes at the edge of the garden to relieve himself. I appreciate he was in a needs must situation, you know, and he did, it was better than going into the house, wasn't it? Mm. But, I mean, it's, why do you stand on this? I'm not saying well, he's nowhere near the bush for a start <laughs> off. <laughs> I mean, it was only six months ago he did it in a car park when I was with him. Did really? he? Yes. I mean, he was urgent. And I should say, he's a responsible man. You know, he made sure he was completely hidden and out of sight. But I, I couldn't unknow that. Mm. You know, and I was... I, did, he, I, did he run I it by heard... the hosts? I don't mean the urine. I, <laughs> I mean... Um, <laughs> I mean the theory, the theory of doing it. Oh, yes, he's very... Oh, you don't want to run it too close to the hosts. <laughs> did he run it by the hosts? <laughs> <laughs> Get that out of my head. No, David's got immaculate manners, but yes. I just, it, it's an odd thing for me, you know, because the back I, gets turned and I know what's going on and he did the right thing, but it's a, it's a difficult thing when a male friend it is, does It that. is, yeah, it's a difficult... I, I mean, we've all... Uh, you know when you drive down the motorway and there's about 20 blokes all lined up, all obviously <laughs> doing it? Football, I'm thinking football there. Uh, Excursion. Although I think he is, I think he is abiding by the letter of the law of the nation now. I think that is how the government wants us to uh, pass water when we're at our friends' houses in their in gardens. In each other's gardens. I think oh. so. Well, thanks for the heads up. See you next Saturday, Frank. Good for the yeah, apple yeah. tree. <laughs> I, um, I, I travel with a, um, with a vessel. Anyway. <laughs> So look, it's been lovely uh, talking. Thank you so, thank you so much. And um, yeah, it's ruined that ship I had in there. Um, Sarah Champion is up next. Listen to her. I'm sorry, Sarah. I don't have a, I don't have jingles here. Champion, the Wonder Horse. That's all I can come up with live. But uh, thank you all so much uh, for listening. If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Um, Go form a bobble. 